Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Whether you're a pastor or a volunteer leader in your local church, Ministry in Motion offers you helpful resources, inspiration, practical ideas, cutting-edge ideas. Today's topic is engaging youth in urban mission with a particular emphasis on one year in mission. And our guests today is Doug Venn and also Gilbert Kanji. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. It's Thank great you to be here. Now, one year in, in mission, tell us, what, what is this and unpack it for us? Uh, well, if I may launch here, Doug, in uh, 2012, uh, the president uh, approached me with the idea of uh, creating a new wave of interest in one year in mission. We have short-term mission, young people go away for a week or two in different parts of the world and even locally, but this was intentionally to try to target young adults who wish to take a year of uh, between their university courses or post high school to take a year in dedication to service uh, to the church. And uh, the task was given to us and we prayed and, and came up with, with a proposal to align this uh, project of one year in mission with the one uh, with mission to the cities that had just been launched in, in the last quinquennium. And so instead of launching a totally new initiative, we thought it'd be good to align one year in mission with mission to the cities. That was gonna be launched in New York City in 2013. And so the plan was to uh, identify uh, a model that could be used around the world. And so we, we identified 13 young people, actually 14, 13 from the different regions of the world and Middle East and North Africa. We brought those 14 young people together in New York City in January 2013 to basically set up a model for one year in mission in conjunction with mission to the cities. Terrific, okay. Now, we can understand the, the, the purpose and the background for this because cities are growing that's exponentially. Right. That's right. More people living in cities than in rural right. communities now. So what, what are the benefits? And what are the benefits for the cities? And what are the benefits for local churches? Right, we will come to the benefits uh, uh, through a video, but before I go there, um, we talk New York City, and we might think that, um, why New York City? Remember that this is just a model, mm -hmm. and the model was to be replicated mm -hmm. right down to the local church, because at the end of the day, that's where the young people are. Yes. And the, the intention of one year in mission is to engage young people in the local churches to be involved in mission to the cities where they are. So this is a model. Now, uh, I will take the example of Ephesus Church in Harlem, uh, New York City, where uh, uh, four young people out of the 13 or 14 of them, four were sent uh, to Harlem. And when they approached the church to ask them, okay, how can we help you? Uh, they were not quite sure how those young people would help them because they had mm -hmm. nothing that they were actually doing in preparation for NY13. And so, you know, our young people are resourceful. Mm -hmm. That's right, that's right. We said if there's nothing going, well, create something. Mm -hmm. So, and they are spiritual. They, they started by standing in front of the Harlem church morning and afternoon praying with people. Wow. They did this day in, day out until God 
impressed them to start, because there were four different nations there, to start an international cooking class. So they prayed and registered, and they had about 60 people registered for their international class. So they went to the church board and said, we got 60 people uh, registered. Non-Adventists from the streets to be part of this uh, cooking class. And, and, and the church said, well, uh, when do you want this? He says, well, prime time is Wednesday night. And the church said, well, Wednesday night, that's our prayer meeting time. And the young people said, well, you pray for us and we'll run the class. <laughs> but uh, anyway, this is the story of those four young people. And I must tell you that this, um, this experience changed that church. And that's the testimony of Dr. Blue, who is the senior pastor of that church. But let's watch the video on the cooking class in uh, Ephesus Church, uh, Harlem. Terrific. The cooking class was an event where we just wanted to use it actually to get in contact with community people. At the same time, we wanted also to teach them health principles, but more importantly, we wanted to lead them to God. If you think about Christ's ministry, he always met people where they were, so he fed them first. He didn't try to preach to them, he didn't try to teach them or anything. He fed their need or he supplied the need that really helped him to preach to them for the most part. As a team, we worked so hard to get everything ready. Each one of us has a different roles, and we got stressed every Wednesday, but at the end of every Wednesday, we were so happy, and we were so glad to see the reaction of the people, how they enjoyed the class, the food, the fellowship, and I think this was our prize. From week to week, it kept getting better, and so we're really thankful to God for that. People in Harlem, they seem like they are so much interested about vegetarian food. Whenever I introduce, like, oh, today we have vegetarian cooking class and it's international. Chefs are from India and Mexico. They were so much interested in it. Thanks for coming. I met a woman who's been coming to our class on a regular basis. She said, I'm a heavy meat eater. She said, I'm about to change my life. My life is about to change. She said, from here on out, I'm gonna change the way that I do things because I've learned about New Start and I can't go back to what I was. There was one lady, I told her, well, we have a health lecture. And then she was suddenly interested. And so she started coming and she was a little skeptical in the beginning, but she was there every single time. She was one of the only ones who didn't miss any night. And I got to also make friends with her and talk to her. It was better than I expected. Because of the countries and the information, the learning about the different countries, it wasn't just vegetarians, it was vegetarian from all over the world. At the end, our goal was to introduce Jesus to the new start, and then at the end, we have trust in God. We thought about how can we connect this food activity to Christ. The best part is uh, we don't have to do something great you can do small little things and do it with all your heart and God can bless that little. Amazing. It's a wonderful story, isn't it? That's right. Just something from nothing. Absolutely. Now, I'm sure with that group of young people in New York, 
There's other stories as well. Doug, do you have something? Yeah, I wanted to share that what excites me about uh, One Year in Mission, what we experienced in New York City, is that we empowered the young people for youth leadership in uh, creative ways. One of those that uh, the team experienced actually when uh, Hurricane Sandy actually came through and uh, made a big mess of uh, New York City and the, uh, and the coast. And so these young adults were able then to engage in disaster response in creative ways and actually meet needs. And so they were actually on the ground helping make some of those decisions with our Adventist Community Services team. So it was thrilling to see that from that launch that, you know, what's going to happen next? Fantastic. Now, after the break, I'd like to come back and I'd like to explore with you other cities and how that's been working with youth working in these urban contexts one year in mission. Mm. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is engaging youth in urban mission with a particular emphasis on one year in mission. And our guests, uh, Gilbert Kanji and also Doug Venn. Welcome back, gentlemen. Now, before the break, we, we explored New York and the benefits that have taken place there and stories that have taken place there. Let's take this global now. What, what's happened in other cities around the world? Well. I know that when I was serving in Asia, that when we came back from New York City, we prayed and planned to say, how can we engage our young people from our uh, 14 countries to, in a creative way to then help them to gain that youth leadership as well as then to say how can they have holistic ministry in the cities. So we learned a lot of lessons and creative uh, things in Manila and that's where we actually had small group meetings actually in the local restaurants and we had uh, we did uh, health fairs at the local mall to reach these urbanites because normally how do you have access to these uh, young professionals who you know everyone's now uh, in these housing developments and listening to their iPods and you can't get in and so how can we engage with them and how can we share the gospel through health? And so it was great to see this creative incubator of urban ideas. And then one of the people who was in Manila, and uh, she actually was, uh, her nickname is Keiko. And she had a chance then to take this back to Vietnam. And there God blessed her with so much creativity. And they were doing uh, outreach to the uh, victims of the uh, Agent Orange at Agent Orange Ho Hospital rehab place that was really touching. Also, they were able then to do uh, all kinds of creative uh, community service. And the latest thing that she and her team are doing is that they're having kind of an intellectual Mars Hill uh, discussion where they're inviting other young adults, maybe from the local uh, public universities there in, that, in those secular cities, uh, to then help to then discuss what are the latest uh, political issues, what are the latest, you know, uh, you know, intellectual uh, challenges and questions that they're wrestling with. And then she and her team are then bringing God's word in creative ways into that. And so it's thrilling to see what they learned, what the team learned in New York. Now they're, you know, passing on to uh, these other local churches or even places where we don't have churches. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, the beauty of it is that, is that one year in mission is, is not prescriptive. Mm -hmm. It has the purpose, it has the vision. The vision is to make a difference in the cities of our world. Now, how this is done 
will have to match the needs of that particular city right. and that particular environment. And so what I find is that most of the small groups are meeting in restaurants. Okay. So they, they, they bring people together and, and, and they, they work with the kind of environments they have. So most of it is being done in public places. And it's amazing. You know, the, 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 the kind of creativity that our young people are coming up is really amazing and astounding. So when it comes to people have said, well, write us a manual for one year in mission. We have a problem with that. We can write a manual of principles of basic training, but mm -hmm. in terms of application, the young people themselves. Their own cre creativity yes. can be as big as the city. Absolutely. And, and God can use that. That's right. And, and because it's tied to our uh, global mission uh, initiative, a mission to the cities as part of our Reach the World you know, plan, we can see that right now these young people are guided and mentored by local church leaders, local pastors. And that's one thing I'd like to appeal to the local pastors and local leaders who are watching this and considering, you know, this, that, you know, they could actually release those young uh, young people, those young professionals in creative ways to actually make a difference in their local church, just like we're telling wow. these stories from around the world. Yeah, Absolutely. there's huge opportunities. So in terms of resources, what, what is available to a local church and yes. to, to a pastor or a volunteer leader of a church? Well, what the, the most important resource that we found is their experience of those who've been before that, right? So there's three years of experiences. Now, it, the interesting thing... How do, how do people access that three years of experience from around Yes, the there's a website that we're going to go to in just a moment <laughs> where I think it's www. Ministryinmotion.tv. Right. So that's where we will locate those resources. What do we mean by those resources? Now, I was referring to a manual before. Right. So there's the principles of one year in mission, right? The bare essentials of one year in mission. We will locate this, this, this resource there. And then we will link to the experiences of those young people. Right. Whether in New York City or other cities Manila around the world. Or Asia exactly. or, yes. Yeah. So they are experiencing from South America, from various geographical areas of the world, and, and that uh, your website will be the repository of all the resources relating to one year in mission. And how have you found young people coming back from that one year in mission? How, how have they exited the program what what benefits has it been to those well i would tell you people? i mean from the from the 14 that came out of sure. uh, new york city two got married right i said that's a great outcome okay. <laughs> there's a young german who married a brazilian so good things happen in Wayan mission okay th that was a bonus but what we have found is that those 14 young people have made a commitment to full-time ministry that's right okay that's the first batch right mm -hmm. wow and and what so one year has been transformed into a lifetime. And that's I think right. that's what One Year Emission does because you have the young people who have already chosen their career. They will go on a one week or two week. They'll get involved in the local mm -hmm. church. But what One Year Emission does is that it identifies those potentially medium long-term ministers in your local community. Mm. Yeah. So the people who will give one year of service, take a year off of studies or work, are the people on whom God has been doing his work, maybe as a preparation for long-term ministry. So that in itself has a potential of identifying long-term uh, kind of investment in, youth, in, 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 in ministry as such uh, for pastoral ministry, yes. Terrific. When we come back to, from the break,
I'd like to explore with you that the critical part that a local pastor, local church leaders have in encouraging young people and equipping young people for this young one year in, in mission, mm -hmm. particularly in large urban centres. Stay with us, we'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is engaging youth in urban mission with a particular focus on one year in mission. And our special guests are Gilbert Kanji and Doug Venn. Now, what, what would you say to a young person or a, the pastor of a young person or to a, a local church with young people in it? What would you say to them about preparing young people for this adventure? And even would you encourage a church to send off their young people for, for this year of urban mission? Well, you know, I mean, uh, we can use the word send off and it might not be sending off at all. Mm -hmm. It might good, be good. very well applied to the community where they are. Right. But there's a principle I want to derive here is that what the church pastor is doing is that he's investing in leadership That's right. for the future. You know, I mean, we all need some kind of theological presupposition for what we do, right? Uh, I'm referring to, to the example of Moses. Moses died at the age of 120 on the mountain. No helicopter took him there. He walked, mm -hmm. he climbed the mountain at 120. And the Bible says that he, his, ear, his eyes were not weak, nor his strength gone. So this guy had many years of leadership in him. God says, time to retire. But, but what I find beautiful is that there's no problem with, with who's going to replace him. Because this dude... Joshua mm -hmm. had been prepared 40 years prior to that. That's mm -hmm. right. Okay, so I'm mentoring. Talk, mentoring. Yeah. And, and in fact, you know, if, if he was strong at the age of 120, imagine him at 80 when he started his ministry. <laughs> mm -hmm. In fact, in Exodus chapter 17, when Moses is fighting the first battle, the very first battle, if I was Moses, I'd say, I'm the leader, watch me. <laughs> but he doesn't do that. He says the Amalekites are coming. He turned to Joshua first time in the scriptures that the name Joshua is mentioned. He said, Joshua, choose some man. Ooh. Go out and fight. He doesn't say, here, I've got the strategy. I know how to do mm -hmm. it. No, watch and learn. No. Right. No, he says, he says, I'm going to trust you with this. Mm. Go and work out your strategy. Work out how many people you need. I'm not abdicating. I'm going on the mountain. I'm going to pray for you. Right. I'm going to support you. And, and, and so there was a partnership here mm -hmm. of support and prayer, and he let the young Joshua go in the valley. And what I love here is at the end of the story, God says to Moses, write this down as mm -hmm. something to be remembered. So we're not Ch going Challenge and empower of is course, what I hear. We're not inventing this. This is in, in the book. It's been here for years. <laughs> yeah. So we're just saying, let's go back to the blueprint, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Let's just apply it today. Yeah. yeah. And Doug? Well, I, I see right now that uh, through this initiative uh, that a local church can benefit not only in, in making sure that the next generation actually 
and uh, lives the faith, mm -hmm. as well as then they are able then to send these uh, urban missionaries to maybe it is their neighborhood and their own community, but then they are also, uh, most kids, are, you know, it, the, face it, are the Adventist family, we're a rural family, and so where are the young people, that next generation moving to for the jobs or for education? They're going to the cities, and what a better way than... Uh, than to actually have them mentored and have that vision to see that what difference can I make in that mm -hmm. city through whether I'm an accountant, a graphic designer, a, you know, a medical professional, whatever God's my vocation is, I am being called to actually make a difference, a kingdom difference in the city. And so that's right now, I really am so excited about this initiative. And I would like to, you know, the challenge that I'd leave uh, for the local pastors is actually in the next chapter in Exodus 18, where uh, Moses comes in uh, and he is, has a visit with from his father-in-law. And he says, after uh, Moses says, oh, I'm so busy, just like every local pastor and local leader is like, you know, how can we balance all this ministry? And that's where um, Jethro listened to his advice. He says, what you are doing is not good. Mm. And because he's doing ministry alone. And that's where one year in mission is able to engage those young people and to bring them in with mentors and with this, you know, walking alongside, but, you know, the, by the seasoned people to actually make a difference. And so that's where maybe the young people, we start them off as leaders of 10s or of 50s, and then that way they'll be able to grow and mentor. So that way, like Joshua, he became the leader of God's people. Mm -hmm. And just briefly, what would you say to a young person that's watching this program, that's maybe considering one year in mission? What would you say to them? Well, I'd like to say to the, the young adults who are hiding in the caves or hiding, you know, in the basements or wherever they are, maybe they're, you know, away at school, that God has, a des has designed them for such a time as this. And that is for the spiritual battles that face us in these urban settings. And that's where right now, our generation, our job is to uphold their hands as they go into battle. And this is not battle, you know, physical battle, but this is the spiritual warfare that we're uh, t uh, talking about. That their creativity, their skills, and their energy right now are needed because we have to have new methods and we have to be holistic in our approach in reaching these urban settings. And so that's where I'd appeal to them to come and join and make a difference. Gilbert, we've got about a minute. What would you say? Yeah, I would say, you know, one of my favorite passages of Scripture is, is, is a vision passage. It's, mm. it's Nehemiah. He says, I had not told anyone what God had put on my heart to do. So I'm asking mm. the young person, mm. what is it that you're going to do that is going to make a difference for eternity? Amen. You, you can be a good businessman. You mm. can be a good, a good banker, a good teacher. You can have a good career. But what is it that you're connected with and involved with right now that will make a difference when it all counts? So I pray that, that like Nehemiah, you say, I'm going to tell you what God is placing on my heart to do That's right. for the people. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Urban mission, it's a huge thing, isn't it? It's, it's not going to get any smaller anytime soon. It's a major issue that we're facing as a planet the incredible population growth of our cities. And by and large, these people need to know about Jesus Amen. Christ, eternal life. And if we don't tell them, who will? Mm. Thank you for joining us. 
We're so pleased that you've viewed this program of Ministry in Motion. If you'd like to discover more about this topic or some of the resources associated with it, come to our website, www.ministryinmotion.tv. There's other resources there uh, for youth programs as well that we've had on this program. Please come and visit it and access the resources and it will bless your ministry. Until next time, may God continue to bless you.